Hello and welcome to the Net Ministries podcast. Welcome. I'm, I'm Matt Reiswig. And I'm Dan. And Ryan. this is our first video podcast. And I'm messing him up. because I'm. Let's, just, right. let's do that again. Let's do that again. It's our first one. Hey, hey. First one's free. Hey, cut the video. Hey, it's my name first. Okay, okay. your name Don't, first. Don't yeah. do not say a word until name. I say my name. Yep, okay. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to the Net Ministries podcast. And now your hosts, Matt Reiswig and Dan Driver. Hello and welcome to the Net Ministries podcast. I'm Matt Reiswig. And I'm Dan Driver. And this is our first video podcast. It is indeed. How, how do you feel about it, Dan? Well, I feel better because I have this little mug. Yeah, me too. Look, we have water in it. Like, Cheers. We're on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how are you doing? Great. Awesome. Good. Good. Are you excited about Advent? I am really excited about Advent, but my wife is also having a baby, so I'm kind of more excited about that. Okay, that's good. That's so. good. I'm excited about Advent. I, um, I have a special tradition, which you're aware of, uh, of, of doing a Jesse tree, and for our... Uh, for our non, our lesser catechized uh, <laughs> listeners and watchers, uh, Jesse Tree is where you uh, you have a tree, and every day you put an ornament on it about salvation history until you get to Christmas, something like that. Uh, because I'm probably lesser catechized, also. Uh, my Jesse Tree is a little different. I have a tree, and we just put pictures of people named Jesse on it, and mm. it's a tradition like no other. It's probably the number one reason why I'm not going to name my child Jesse, whatever. So, so Jesse's off. The, so you have I'm Athanasius, Philomena, and Jesse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, Dan, uh, do you want to preview the show? What we have coming up? Yes. Uh, in this podcast, it's it's pretty cool. I speak to a couple called Brad and Libby Dupont. They served with Net. When did they serve with Net? Uh, like late '90s, early 2000s. Um, you know them pretty well. Yeah, they've, they've been friends of my wife and I for about 15 years, so yeah. yeah. So I'm going to interview them. them. They do a ministry out in Kansas uh, for married couples, and they've done that for a few years now. Before that, they did youth ministry, which we'll hear a little bit about their story um, as we go on. Um, but I'm super excited because we also are having them come to the cities to do a retreat for our married alumni of net ministries so. yeah we're super excited about the retreat uh there's a ton of interest from alumni and so it's pretty... i can't go so because you're having though, a baby yeah because because i'm having a baby i'm not having a baby even yeah. though it might look like it i'm not having the baby <laughs> my wife is and we've had loads of interest from alumni as you were saying yeah i can't go so i thought i'd podcast them and basically get all of the info that I would have got if I went to the weekend. Yeah, I love it. And I can't wait uh, to see it and listen to it. Uh, but before we do that, Dan, I have a special surprise game for you. Surprise game? I love games. So, Emma, could you bring in the, the plate, games. the game plate? <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Okay. I don't know where I got this idea. I probably heard it from someone. But uh, I think we've discussed before you don't particularly enjoy LaCroix. Um, that's not really the point of this game, but, um, if, if anybody enjoys LaCroix or you know somebody who does, um, you know, it's kind of an acquired taste. Like it's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm what, just not a LaCroix boy. Like, I just don't, 
call myself yeah, a LaCroix uh, boy. That's probably good you don't call yourself that. Um, <laughs> but like the flavor it says on the can, like yeah. sometimes it's hard to determine. And even huh. if you've never Googled uh, LaCroix memes, I recommend doing it. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. But I have, Dan, I have three different flavors of LaCroix here on this plate. It's a good job I'm colorblind, otherwise I'd be able to tell what they were. Okay, yes, they are all clear. <laughs> um, and I am going to offer you a deal. Okay. Okay, so I, you have two options for yeah. this. Okay. Uh, one is, if you can correctly determine one of these flavors out of the three, I'll give you all the money in my wallet. <laughs> okay, is there money in your wallet? There's $3 in my wallet. Yes! Okay. Um... You're welcome to try them all and see if you want to play that way. Okay. Your, your other option is yeah. if you feel after you've tried them all that it's impossible, I'll tell you what the three flavors are, and you have to get two of them right Oh. to win the $3. So right now, if you play just straight up without knowing the flavors, okay. it's, all you have to do is get one right. Oh, shoot. I don't know. I feel like the second one's more fun. Okay. Is that, is that one more fun? Well, I don't know. Like... Uh, why don't you give them all a try, just a taste, and okay. see, like, do you think you could figure it out? You okay. don't necessarily have to guess. Just... All right. All right. For our, for our audio-only listeners, Dan just picked up uh, cup number one, and he's smelling it. I'm smelling it. <laughs> so I don't um, know how helpful that is. <laughs> it's actually pretty helpful. It's got a really strong smell. Okay. Like apricots or okay. something of that sort. And then it just tastes like water. <laughs> <laughs> so okay okay so that was that, that was number one i need to rinse the palate yep 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 do you feel like you have any like idea what number one is you don't have to guess but just any idea i mean only by the smell okay all right oh wait oh i could, i would go with yeah so like i'm in like the whole like stone fruit area right okay. now we're talking apricots peaches nectarines okay we're all in right. that area for the for number number one one yeah so let's try number two Number two, I'm going to smell it again because I like wine tasting, so... Yeah, it looks like you're... What the heck is this? <laughs> wine tasting. Okay, this is citrusy. This one is like some kind of like tangerine orangey type deal, I think. Okay. Again, just tastes like water when I <laughs> taste it. The smell is really strong. I'm surprised. Okay. All right, and now number three. Dan's picking up number three. Give it a whiff. Now, this one's also really citrusy. Do they this smell? Do they smell different? Yeah. Okay. This one smells like um. Whoa. Okay, I want to just smell these two together. <laughs> okay, yeah, they they are very different. In... This is the Net Ministries podcast where oh, we smell Croy. <laughs> okay, you know you know the smell of peeling a uh, cutie. Yes. Yeah. That's what this one one smells okay. like. Okay. Then it tastes like you've squeezed. Um, cutie peel into <laughs> sparkling water with no flavor. That might be how they make it. I don't, okay. I don't know. Okay, so do you want to play the first Shoot, way straight dog. up, or do you want me to tell you what the, what your options are? I I don't... I, I want that one, the second. Okay, so the three different flavors are yeah. passion fruit... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mango... Yeah. And tangerine. Oh, wow. I was kind of close on one of them. Passion fruit, mango... And tangerine. Yes. Okay, let me let me go. So again, you again. can try them all. We'll see. We'll see oh, if you. This one is mango. It. Okay. 
Number one is manga. Is that is that your final answer? You no, just, it's you not just my final an- okay. answer. It's my I'm okay. trying to be confident answer. Okay, yeah, no, I like it. Um, Speak with confidence about okay, your LaCroix. But it could be passion fruit, too. Let's look at that one. <laughs> oh, no, this is bad. I'm going number three's tangerine, okay? okay. Cause, like, All right, that's like you're locked in number three's I'm tangerine. I'm locked in on three okay. for tangerine. And then... Dance smelling, number two. I'd be really sad if this was mango, but I'm going to say... If I had a mango that tasted like this... <laughs> I'd be a little concerned. Okay. Such a weird taste. Is this the most LaCroix you've ever had? <laughs> Actually, no. I have a secret guilt, guilty love for uh, Key Lime LaCroix. Okay. Yeah, that's so a good one. Yeah. I was hoping that one of these would be that. Cause... <laughs> I almost got that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going... This is my final answer. I'm going number one, mango. Number two, passion fruit. Number three, tangerine. Dan, number one is mango did i say that one yes Yes. number two is passion fruit number three is tangerine you got it all right nice job thank you all right i'll give you three dollars at the end of the show awesome all right uh now that's out of the way let's jump into your interview with brad and libby uh ciao Well, welcome to the podcast, and thanks for being here today. Uh, we appreciate having you both on this show. And um, I hear you're both NET alumni. Is mm-hmm. that correct? That's true. Yeah. True yeah. story. So you served with NET Ministries when? Uh, I served for two years, 98 through 2000, uh, 1998 through 2000, and then I was on staff as a team supervisor from 2000 to, through 03. Awesome. And I was on the road 2000, 2001, and then I did two years on staff as well. Cool. You might have uh, crossed paths then with one of our other um, people we've interviewed, uh, Father Emmanuel, the yes. CFRs. Yes. Was was he? Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was off staff. I think when I came to Net, he was just leaving staff, but helped out at, at training that year before he was going off to the CFR. So I. Uh, um, you know, met him and knew him. And ironically, we ran into him uh, three or four years ago at a Theology of the Body Congress out in Philadelphia. And uh, uh, I don't know if he remembered us as much, but we kind of connected with him a little bit, and um, which is great. Yeah, it was great, great to see him. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So uh, I hear you guys both work in um, marriage retreats. You do marriage retreats. Is that your main job? or? Yeah. So we, we do a number of different things. So we work in the Office of Marriage and Family Life for the Archdiocese of Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, and so one of the things we do, we do a lot of retreats and enrichments for married couples. We do a lot of preparation for marriage with engaged couples. And then we also do a lot of uh, promotion of, of natural family planning, and then a lot of other stuff that has to do with with marriage or family life, which is a whole realm of, of things. Which cool. is really everybody. It's yeah. kind of the office of everybody's either married or part of a family, so mm, I love <laughs> that. plenty to do, right? So. <laughs> That's great. Now, can I put you on the spot, both of you on the spot? Please. Today? Sure. Okay, so... Um, your three-minute testimony. Can we uh, oh, get man. a get a version of 
what you can remember from a three-minute testimony or a winged version now yeah. several years on. Who, yeah. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'll even time you. I can do it. You, you can shoot. do it? Yeah. yeah. Let me, let I me wanna, do you, it. You need, okay. I'm going right. to need to see the one minute, two minute, three minutes. Yeah. Oh, you want to see that too? I can do it. Or there's a... No, that there's doesn't a, have a second hand. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, so you go ahead. for me, um, you wouldn't know it by looking at me, but I'm legally blind. Uh, I have a visual impairment. makes me very hard to dip, get around and... And that hit me it was, it was genetic hereditary disease when I was like 10 years old. So I, I lost a good bit of my eyesight at that age. And it's not something that can be corrected by glasses. So growing up as a kid, that was a very difficult thing for me, an adjustment. And it kind of sent me, uh, you know, kind of filled me with some different insecurities and how will I find happiness? And so it sent me into a number of different paths looking for happiness. And all of them were... Um, left wanting, you know, it, nothing satisfied me. Um, at a certain point, I was uh, um, in college, I was really kind of frustrated with with life in general, I had, and, and really left me asking the big questions of life, you know, what is the meaning? What am I here for? I lost, uh, uh, I lost a grandmother uh, to death. Uh, Five months later, I had an uncle who died of cancer, and then two months after that, I had my younger brother was in a was in a car accident, a very serious car accident. And those three events in the in the span of kind of nine months are like, what am I doing with my life? You know, what is it? What is it all about? What is this life thing all about? Um, and so I, I started to pray more, uh, and eventually culminated um, at Christmas that following, you know, a few months later. Midnight Mass and listening to the Christmas carols, kind of leading up to Midnight Mass, and and uh, uh, listening to the songs of the, the Child Jesus, and just wondering, like, well, you know, I say, I I profess that I'm a Christian, that I'm that I'm Catholic, but I don't know any of what that means, really. Um, and here I'm here at Mass, and so I thought, you know, maybe for 1998. My New Year's resolution is just going to be, I want to be a better Christian at the end of 1998 than I than I am now. So hmm. I simply said a prayer to the Holy Spirit, invited him to come into my life and to uh, to help me keep that resolution. To And and instantly I experienced a, a deep peace. Um, and I knew my life was different. I had no idea the, kind of the tact that my, my life would take. But uh, um, I knew my life was different. And so over the course of the next several months, I just started learning <laughs> what it meant to be Catholic. Oh, that's what we believe. You know, like, oh, oh, so that's really the body and blood. Oh, OK, great. That sure. That makes sense. God, God's powerful enough. He can do that. Uh, and so it just I started. So I had this love of Jesus. And over the, the next several months, I just started filling my mind and life with what it meant to be Catholic. What, what does a Catholic life look like? Um, and, and it was great, you know, like I, I continued to just kind of fill my mind and heart with, with good things. And I, at that same time, I found out about NET uh, in the course of, of uh, learning all that stuff. And I thought, that would be great. That sounds fantastic. I could travel all around and tell people about Jesus. Great. Sign me up. So I, I came and came on an interview retreat uh, uh, that following summer of 1998. And uh, I remember on the weekend being a little upset because they said, 
you know, you can't really, we don't really let people do more than two years. I was like, what do you mean? I want to do this for the rest of my life. What are you talking about? Uh, but turns out it, uh, I mean, God had other plans. So I, I did serve two years, uh, but then came on staff for a few more. God wasn't done with me. And uh, uh, I think just that, that sense of adventure uh, and sense of mission is something that's been implanted in me from, you know, from the beginning that awoken in me that, that Christmas night. Um, and uh, to where, yeah, now we still do uh, mission work just with married couples and families and, and do retreats a lot of different places and uh, just a little bit different audience, but it's the same thing of how do we live our faith more. So that's, uh, I don't know how long that Very was, good. but you know. I, I don't know, but I was enraptured. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's uh, that's a really powerful story. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So for me growing up, um, my family was always Catholic. We always went to church every Sunday. Um, even like on vacation, that was a witness to me. We would go wherever we, we got to go lots of cool places. Um, cause my dad was a pilot, but we would always get to mass yeah. and that, and, but growing up, I also had a lot of questions about my faith and I didn't know if I believed all of it. Um, and I was always involved in youth ministry stuff on a diocesan level. There was nothing at my parish, and that's kind of where, like, I had friends and stuff. And it was, it was neat. But there was always that underlying. I don't know. Do I believe this? Is this really what? Is this really what I believe? So when I got into college, um, was really I, I loved a lot of the new age stuff because it felt like you could still I could still believe kind of whatever I wanted on a moral level, but still, I still thought it was important to be connected to God, and that kind of let me have the best of both worlds. Mm. Um, I went to my spring semester of junior year, I studied abroad in Spain. So it was the first time I stopped going to Mass, and by the time I came home, when I came home that summer, I felt like there was something missing, like there was the high I came down from, from being away, the excitement of being away. And a friend invited me to a Life in the Spirit seminar. And I thought, oh, well, if it had been called a Life in Jesus seminar, I don't think I would have gone. But Spirit, <laughs> Spirit sounded like new agey and yeah. like kind of open and whatever. So, um, but I had had that good connection with my youth group friends, like being having that be a welcoming atmosphere. And it was those friends that invited me. So I went to the Life in the Spirit seminar and um, just, I felt like God was asking me, um, like, do you, here's, here's what Catholics believe and here's how you're living and you don't have to be Catholic, but if you're going to be Catholic, like be genuine and, and, and do this. And so, um, it was, it was a really powerful weekend and I, I chose him not knowing what I was getting myself into necessarily, mm -hmm. but just trusting that he would answer those, those questions. Cause I left that weekend still with all the same questions I had had. And, mm. um, there was a young adult prayer group that was about halfway between my parents' house and where I was at college. So I could go the whole year through and just little by little, God answered every one of those questions that I had posed to him. Like, why do we do that? Why do we do this? This doesn't seem right. Um, and so, yeah, he, he really answered that. He took that year really answered my questions and drew, drew me deeper into relationship with him. And so at the end of um, college, my five years of college, <laughs> I uh, yeah heard about NET from, there was a priest that some of the young adult stuff who was like, I think you should do NET. I found out later, like he said that to everybody. I was just the one <laughs> that said yes. Um, yeah, I came on NET and just, it was such a beautiful year. It was such a year of learning 
Mm-hmm. It was a school of love. It was learning how to be love people and mm. take care of as a team leader. So learning how to take care of my sisters and um, it was really neat. And then, and, I, and as I look, I mean, so my three minute testimony now is 20 years more testimony yes, yeah, added yeah, on yeah, that I yeah. won't treat you to, but um, I just look at like so much of who I was formed to be, we were formed together, mm. which was such a great gift at the beginning of our marriage yeah. to have to not not only both be Catholic, but both have had that same formative experience of because Ned is very it forms, you know, that's the that's the big secret that the young Catholics being challenged yes. are <laughs> really us, right? Yeah. Like shh, yeah. don't tell the people that are on <laughs> retreat. But you know, like that's that's us and that really um was such a good uh, common ground to have going into mm. marriage. That's so. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it really is a school of love, as you mm-hmm. said. I mean, did you guys even meet at this school of love while you were well, in uh, school together? Things were different <laughs> back then, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes and no. Uh, but, you know, I, I forgot, like, the end of my testimony, I, this is how out of practice I am from the three-minute version, but I, I would say on retreat, like, I've learned, like, in all my search for happiness, like, uh, I don't need 2020 eyesight to have perfect vision for mm. the for That's the Lord. That's a good line. How yeah, can you forget well, that? Well, I realized I'm like, oh, I didn't tie that all together. I'm, you know, I'm kind yeah. of out of practice on that. But uh, so we we met really. So my first year on staff with Nat was Libby's year on the road, and I didn't supervise Libby, so I didn't really okay. know her at all. I would met her, but sure. but then she came on staff. Uh, and we got paired to work together as supervisors. Oh, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where that's where we got to know each other and developed a friendship. Nice. And and, uh, and everything like that. So yeah, we got to know each other that mm-hmm. way. So yeah, so we were kind of with Net, but kind of uh, we weren't on the road together per se. But we we did travel a lot just together, just because we were we were supervising teams, and, mm-hmm. and that kind of grew into a friendship, and then uh, beyond that. So I, I didn't serve too long ago, yeah. um, but there was a rule that you weren't allowed to sort of have romantic. Um, yeah. You're not allowed to express mis- your romantic interest in anyone while serving with Net as either yeah. a missionary or right. on the missionary, missionary staff. staff. Yeah. Was that and the same? Missionary no. staff became a thing. <clears throat> yeah. Not because of us. Yeah. After us. <laughs> yeah. Good distinction. After us. Yeah. It was after our time, though. Yeah. When we were on staff, it, uh, it was kind of like right after that. There were five soups our year that all got married. We were all engaged. So we all, all got engaged dating while you served on, on, staff? on staff together, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. dating and did engaged. Your, did your teams that you were supervising know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. it like, oh, here come mom and dad? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, the, well, so we kind did, of, yes. Yeah. So, so we started dating um, when we were supervising together. In December. In, the, in December, kind of like right around Christmas. And then, so with those, that next five months, yeah, the, the teams did know, and it was great. But then we got engaged that summer before World Youth Day in Toronto. And, and they didn't pair us together the next year. Yeah, the year. following year, we, we, we were not paired together. So okay. it, was, uh, it wasn't it was kind of the same okay. um, mom and dad sort of, sort of thing. And, and, and I don't think the team kind of, no. either of the teams took it that way, even so when we were dating. Because it was okay. still kind of the beginning of dating mm-hmm. relationships. So there wasn't a real sense of like, People didn't know at that point we weren't even engaged or right. So now I um, ended up marrying someone I supervised on that. Okay, so, oh. the team leader of one of the teams. Yeah. Um, but I liked her like pretty much from day one. Oh, huh? okay. Wow, that's like a the long first year. day that I, I well, that was when I, I supervised her, and then she yeah. came on staff. 
and mm. <laughs> I was not allowed to express any of my romantic interest to her. Yeah. So it was for a total of a year and a half that I said nothing to her. Yeah. And then you got her fired so that she didn't... <laughs> Wait, how do you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my secret. <laughs> no, actually, she, um, she did end up going to uh, her supervisor and, and, and saying, I want to come back next year, but I also want to date Dan. Mm. Um, Aww, and okay. yeah. our supervisor very graciously um, just said, look, you're really gifted and your gifts would be served really well here. But if you want to date Dan, then it's probably in your best interest not to come back next year. Mm. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that she didn't because I would have probably have to have left the country yeah. and return home. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> yeah. it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. A year and a half It's tough. I mean, it's not natural. No. Nope. But I think there was a supernatural element to it that gave me grace and taught me a lot through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, okay, so you guys met on net, dated on staff. Yep. And then um, left staff, got married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then at some point... Well, so then we... It was funny. When we were engaged, we knew we would be leaving Net the following year and getting married. And Brad was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could get jobs as youth ministers together at the same parish? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that would be great. Maybe unicorns and, you know, rainbows and sunshine. Um, but we did. We got offered a position at um, St. John the Baptist in New Brighton. And so... Yeah, the first both few years of our marriage, we worked together, worked together. Wow. Yeah. We knew we could work together. Yeah, we handled of course that. Yeah, yeah. And really, so. we've been working together ever since. Um, there was two years at the end of our time here in the Twin Cities where we were working in youth ministry, just different parishes. And one of the attractions to move into the Office of Marriage and Family Life in Kansas City was like there was the excitement and draw of working together again because we knew that we, we worked wow. very well together. Uh, I bring out the best in Libby. She brings out the best of me in every area of life. But mm -hmm. it was it was true also in um, in the in the work relationship mm. as well. And so we had this opportunity where I mean Libby just works part time in our office, uh, um, but it's, it was still it's ministry, an opportunity. So part time is yeah you know. yeah. So it was, <laughs> but it was an opportunity <laughs> to collaborate together as well, and that was very exciting. So we kind of were excited at the opportunity. That's super beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was the crying type, I'd be in tears right now. I mean, it, 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 it really is yeah. It really is a beautiful thing. I mean, but you learned that at NET. You learned... Mm -hmm. We did, yeah. It's not just like a professional working together. Right. But it's like a deep interpersonal working together. And maybe some of our listeners haven't, uh, and watchers have not like yeah. seen NET or experienced anything other than this podcast. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um but that formation that you experience when you're at net training, which is five weeks, and you know two of those weeks are formational training. Yeah. Um, you know, I always point to in in our marriage, we we point to that that one particular talk as being fundamental, the rec reconciling relationships yeah. talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's huge. Now you kind of do that as a job. We do, and like the temptation for us has has been like. We, we do work well together, but we have to remember that first and foremost, we're husband and wife, yeah. you know, before any of the ministry stuff or any of the people that were, that were serving, those are all good things. But, um, I like to say a lot, you know, it's an easy thing to forget that, you know, my, my primary vocation is to love Libby hmm. well, 
Um, and my greatest contribution to the universal church will be my building up of my own domestic yeah. church. And mm. so it's, uh, um, we get in trouble when we forget that we're husband and wife first, and we get so busy and caught up sure. in, in, you know, ministry stuff or work stuff or, or we're house partners, you know, running a household, all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's those times. And I think it's true, whether you work in ministry or not, mm -hmm. there's always temptations that are going to like tug at your primary vocation to kind of just sneak you away a little bit, change your focus a little bit off that that primary mission that God has given us, is, and that's to love this particular woman. And that's the primary mm -hmm. mission He's He's given me, and my my faithfulness to Him is is lived out through loving her well. And uh, um, so yeah, but there's there's no doubt that a lot of the formation that we receive here set us up well for that to remember. You know, like personal prayer, like kind of the, just the basic fundamentals of, of Christian life. You, mm -hmm. you transfer those into, um, you know, into the married life, but it's, it is a little bit different. Just, uh, you know, when, when you're a missionary on net, you're focused on the next retreat and your brothers and sisters on the, on the team and that sort of thing. But, you know, I have one relationship now that has to take priority over every other relationship. It's not a group of five guys that I'm serving with. Um, or, or the youth on retreat, or the married couples that we're serving on this particular retreat, but the, they're going to be served much better if I am loving Libby first and foremost. That is beautiful. I love the passion that's behind that. Mm. Um, how did you go from heavy youth ministry, <laughs> you know, like years of youth ministry, yeah, to then saying, let's do marriage mm -hmm. ministry? Yeah. I, I think for us, like we would... Being in the parish, our parish had, it was a large one, and we had public school kids and Catholic school kids, and, you know, there was the whole gamut. And what we noticed was um, the common bond for the kids that really got it and kind of really were able to pursue life with Christ was that that was backed up at home, that we were backing up what they what their parents were yeah. teaching them. Um and there were some kids that even like really wanted, like they wanted to go to D week or whatever. We had one girl one time wanted to go to D week or some camp or something we were doing. And her mom was like, no, you really need to go to this. I don't remember what it was. Basketball camp, camp or, or softball camp yeah. or something. Yeah. No, you can't because her parents didn't buy her. Like, so that's the worst case scenario that parents were actually actively working against mm -hmm. the new relationship with Christ that they wanted to uh, foster. And so I think we started, as we started to look at things, we realized like, it's it's youth ministry is so important and now we've got kids in youth ministry and you know like first time I pick my son up at camp and they they do such a good job in our diocese and you know they're I just crying because <laughs> I'm like maybe what we did I mean you know for him but also like maybe what we did actually helped somebody because sometimes it doesn't seem like it right mm -hmm. when you're working with kids but anyway just it just seemed so important to us more and more that it's the if we can get to the parents of the kids and help transform that relationship and help make families stronger, we're going to be helping teens mm -hmm. too. And I mean, yeah. you have to step down into the river somewhere. So people need to be helping teens. People need to be helping. We need to, everybody needs yes. help. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, some of our, uh, um, that transition to working with married couples and families was born out of a love for young people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was so in a certain sense, it was a natural transition uh, we, we have friends, and we, this story, this didn't happen with us, but we have friends who uh, used to do a lot of chastity retreats yeah. with, with young people. 
And at this one particular chastity retreat, uh, one of the young people told him, like, you know, we get it. The best sex is married sex. You know, mm -hmm. there's permanence there. There's no fear of like that. But he said, if you want us to wait for marriage, you've got to show us marriage is worth waiting for. Ooh. And so we kind of carry that around our hearts. Like it was kind of the same impetus that got us into it. Different circumstances, different stories behind it. But that's that's really the essence of, uh, you know, we want to have one of the ways to change the world is to change marriages. And we, we believe that uh, God has so much abundance for married couples uh, when we live it as he designed it, that it literally has the power to change the world one one couple at a time. And we, we firmly believe that. Uh, and so it's, it's just such a joy. So a lot of the principles that we learned in that of evangelization, building relationships, um, prayer, all, all these, all the same stuff, we just trans, transfer it, all the principles that just apply in this particular mission field of, of married couples. So it, it's mm -hmm. been, it's been pretty natural transition, actually, in a lot of in a lot of areas, so, and and some of it is born out of the same love for young people. Yeah, it's up like to sneaky really youth ministry. You know, yeah. like, well, we should help the parents, okay? Yep. But we should help the parents by helping their marriage. That's right. Which will help their parenting, which will help the kids. That's right. Right. Exactly. So it's it's really it's, sneaky. I like it. Yeah. It's overflow. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like really efficient. Love. Or it's, it's really efficient. Really like American yeah. like efficiency well, at I, its best. I like to see things in terms of like military strategy a lot of time. You know, so it's it's like. Also it's American. attacking the battle, yeah, <laughs> attacking the battlefield on a number of different flanks. You know, we're, you know, we're just, we're, it's, it's the same battle. I it's love the same it. battle that we're in. So and, good. And and we're all doing our little different parts in this much larger battle that's going yeah. on. And and it's all and it all matters. Like one is not more. Like it's just everyone. We all need help. We all need healing. We all, you know, we all need all of the above. And and we're all helping each other a little bit. Well, and I think too, like just like the Lord takes the. Somebody comes on net wanting, most of us at least, I came on net wanting to help the, those people, right? And then we all realize, oh, well, the way that God does that is mm. he changes my heart. Mm -hmm. And that's the primary thing is yep. that he changes me. And then and then you're able, then you give from that overflow of your relationship. Like, let me work on you and your relationship with Christ. And now that you're transformed, you have something to give. And the Lord did the same thing with us with marriage. Like we came into, we had the good idea. We want to go help those families and those marriages. And um, we learned pretty quick. There was... Um, this one retreat that we did, it was the living in love retreat that we were going to go see what it was out. New, we went out to New Jersey where I'm from to do the retreat before bringing it back to Kansas to make sure it was one, to make sure it was like, okay. And mm -hmm. then two, so that we'd experienced it and we could help when they brought it back to our, um, our diocese. And, you know, I went into it with that thought of like, I'm going to make sure this is okay. We're yeah, gonna know yeah. all. <laughs> and the Lord just had ama amazingly, right? He showed us like, there's so much more. Yeah. You have a good marriage, but there's so much more for you that you can go deeper into your sacrament. And so we've, he's worked that same way where he's worked in our own marriage to show us there's more yeah. and you can go deeper and, and draw from that sacrament. And I, I think I realized like, I had not been relating to God as a married woman. Like I was still going to him as the same person. I am the same person, but like a priest doesn't go to God, like just a guy, right? Once he's ordained, he's a priest and he relates to God through his vocation of being a priest. He's a priest forever. And um, we won't be married forever, but as long as I'm married, <laughs> 
I have a vocation and I need to go to the Lord as a married woman, knowing that my sacrament is going to be my pathway to holiness. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's, yeah, over the last few years, I, I think it's just, we've discovered it more deeply that like vocation is no accident. Like whether somebody is called to, to, to matrimony or to the priesthood, um, just my understanding of vocation has certainly increased. Like, like we certainly understand that God is a God of love and God wants every person to know intimately his, his deep abiding love for, for them. Um, and when he invites someone into a vocation, it's because he thinks that's going to be the best way for this particular person to experience his love, mm-hmm. both now and for eternity. Uh, and so if I want to grow in God's love, then my happiness and my holiness is not mm-hmm. outside of this relationship that I have with Libby. It's going to be primarily through that, that really Libby is the main instrument of God's love to me and and me to her. So like on our wedding day, when I promised and I gave my life to, to Libby, yeah, I mean, one of the ways I can understand that is I promised to to God that day that I'm His main man when it comes to to this woman, yeah. and 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 bringing, making sure that my main mission is to help her grow in God's love and to bring God's love to be the main instrument of God's love to Libby. That it's going to be through the other and through our through our vocation. That's it's and I alluded to this before, but it's when we forget that that. You know, that's when we get a little bit of anxiety that comes into to life, or we worry more about finances, or you know, whatever that that in life has a lot of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like there's there's if there's a constant that every person has in life, it's suffering and yeah. chaos. You yeah. know, it it just happens. But it's it's in those moments when we lean into our vocation, lean into matrimony, because there's grace there. Yep. But we we try to access that grace outside of the vocation. Oh, I've got to go do this, that, or the other. But no, it's it's actually leaning more into our vocation that we experience more peace and more joy, and and God's abundant love is is unleashed on us more. Mm. Mm-hmm. So on your the retreats that you lead yeah. now, because you lead retreats, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and their marriage retreats. Are you helping others to kind of lean more into their vocation? Is that is that yeah, the purpose of it? Yeah, goal. that's yes. yeah, yeah, that's certainly certainly the hope. Now, and we partner a lot with uh, with a, a, an apostolate called the Pastoral and Matrimonial Renewal Center, and they have a particular retreat that we that has been incredibly successful in our own archdiocese, and has been instrumental in helping us realize the, the the beauty and dignity of our own vacation. It's a uh, it's called Living in Love. That's the name of the kind of the weekend immersion retreat. And they've also got uh, kind of a, a more of a, a, a weekly um, a series as well called Everyday in Love, kind of everyday skills and tools to kind of yeah. build your, and kind of really focus. Uh, how do we build a culture of love and a culture of joy within the home practically mm-hmm. it's very practical it's one of the reasons why we love it it's it's not theoretical it's not an academic it's how do we live what we believe you know sort of sort of thing and so we partner with them a lot and so uh the marriage retreat we're going to do here with uh for net alumni is is rooted in, in all that same stuff so we partner with with that apostolate 
a lot <laughs> and because mm-hmm. it's great it's it's all rooted in john paul ii's vision of marriage and the, in the theology of the body and so this is what we call a practical application of the theology of the body and again it's pastoral matrimonial renewal center so we we partner with them that's been our most successful stuff that we use in in our archdiocese it's without question mm-hmm. awesome yeah so I there's there's going to be the the retreat here in January mm-hmm. yeah. for net alumni, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it's it, it's the same marriage retreat, but maybe tweaked a little bit. Yeah, with tweaked a little bit of, for the audience. It'll be, this, it'll be the more um, the weekend immersion is a very much of a retreat. It's very um, it's a retreat. Yeah, it's and so we're going to be doing the skills piece as a weekend. So it'll be a little it'll be a little lighter. Um, and it'll be more the, the, the weekend is filled with insights and, um, kind of a depth of, um, just an examination it's of kind ourselves of a vision and our marriage. Cast, almost, okay. And give some practical things, whereas this is more like, so, I mean, for our, this particular audience, a lot of us are, uh, we want what the church wants when, when it comes to living as a sacramental married life. Um, but I know Libby and I, we struggled like, I mean, in our marriage early, like we still had difference. Like, oh, I'm a man. She's a woman. Oh, apparently, we see the world differently as man and woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we we are different. You know, it's You're it's the worst woman ever. <laughs> Why don't you do what I would do? Yeah. So so like, but what are some of those practical things that we can still come together on, deeply understand one another more, grow in respect for one another, uh, adopt that mission to love the other more concretely here and now mm-hmm. and uh and kind of apply that so we're going to take some of that and take the four sessions of everyday in love do it over a weekend we'll throw in a holy hour as well and uh have some good time of of prayer and and adoration and some um some healing hopefully and and it should just be a, a great event we're pretty pretty excited we'll have mass mm-hmm. you know all so we're, we're gonna tweak it a little bit and uh and see what happens and invite the holy spirit to come and 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 bless us all you know that's mm-hmm. awesome do you mind sharing with me i'm not going to be able to be there because oh. my wife Aww. is pregnant and we are due december 24th yeah. so it's look at not you focusing on your primary vacation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love it so um are you do you feel comfortable sharing a couple of the things from the retreat maybe a couple oh, of the sure takeaway yeah, yeah. Tips? so there, it's divided into kind of four sections uh so the first one is called smart loving that's kind of the first session Smart loving. How do we love one another smarter, not harder? Yeah. <laughs> we say, oh, I just need to try harder. Well, actually, no. If we just kind of economize our efforts to what are the practical... There's that American efficiency. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It. That's right, man. That's right. It's a, it's a great gift to the church. That's it can good. be. It, it can, can be. be. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if we can uh, allow it to be uh, uh, this. So yeah, like how do we love each other smarter, not harder? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we look at? You know, what do we, what do we bring into... Uh, this this marriage, both like our own particular mm-hmm. love histories, um, our insights from our family of origins, you know, like what do we consider normal in our families growing up that maybe didn't work so well? And we're not even talking like the obnoxious things, but just simple things that we mm-hmm. come into marriage, we think, oh, this is how you do it because I saw mom and dad do it this way. Well, that may have worked for mom and dad, but it, but it may not necessarily work for this particular woman that I'm... Uh, um, that, you know, that I'm married to now. So with, uh, some of that in, in that first session. Um, and then s- Saturday, the second session is called The Passionate Couple. And this is really uh, 
um, casting a vision and equipping couples to go deeper in prayer together as a couple? And how do we communicate? What do we communicate to one another? How do we live more passion in our life and, and the passion of the Christ? How do we bring the passion of the Christ into uh, how we relate to one another's husband and wife? How do we approach um, everything in marriage, you know, the deepest parts, the most intimate parts of our relationship as husband and wife to a uh, simple thing? How do we pray and just introduce more prayer? Because like for us, like Libby, it was a temptation for us, like, oh, we're, we're doing okay. We're, you know, we pray, we take times to pray, but there's a temptation to kind of get comfortable in our prayer life together as husband and wife. Um, and or so, especially, I would say, when you work in ministry, too. It's yeah, like, in ministry, well, I, too, I woke for up, sure. I took my personal prayer, we yeah. prayed at work, we prayed with the kids, we prayed, like, praying, praying, praying. Do we really need to pray together? Yeah. Or do I really need to tell you that thing that Jesus just kicked my butt in adoration? I don't really want to tell you because, <laughs> you know, like, am I being, am I continuing to be vulnerable and open and letting you into that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit in, in session two. The third session is called Talking with Purpose. Communication is a huge thing, huge thing in, in marriage, everyone everyone says, but sometimes we don't always communicate in the most effective ways. Um, so we'll do a little bit of just how to kind of some basic things to to communicate better that can really make life go more smoothly, but not just for like transfer of information, like how do we transfer information better, which is important, not unimportant, mm-hmm. but really how do we connect uh, more intimately through communication. Like, how do we how do we go deeper emotionally? And how do I, as a as a husband, because this is oftentimes a, a struggle for men. How do how do I share my heart with my wife? Mm-hmm. Um, she really wants. She Libby feels incredibly connected to me when I don't keep her at bay of what's going on in my my heart, my mind. You know, like uh, uh, my. It was, I didn't know it was that important to her, but once I learned that it was important to her, like okay, I can learn to do it. You know, I came from a household mm-hmm. where it was. We didn't really share emotions or feelings, yeah, or, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. John Wayne was the yeah. icon of manhood, you know, for uh, you know, for for me growing up, and so I didn't even realize I had emotions, let alone be able to articulate them and and share them with Libby. But um, but it's so it's so important, and that can be it can be a wedge between mm-hmm. husbands and wife. And so what's a, what's a practical way that we can do that Have to you, share, uh, share more deeply? The uh, nuptial blessing, yeah, that's mm-hmm. given. At every Catholic yeah. marriage, there's yes. like one line in it. Yes, it says, "May his husband entrust his heart, heart yes. to her yeah. for sure." And yeah. Honoring him as his equal, something, something, something. Yeah, something really holy and good. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you're I mean right. that, one line, that, that that's one line. That one line. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you know, I've, I've I've actually thought about the nuptial blessing. You know how you, you, the catechism's laid out according to the creed mm-hmm. and the Our Father. Um, there needs to be a retreat or some kind of like resource that is just the nuptial blessing mm-hmm. broken down line by line and given to people. I, I, I've, I've thought about that. steal that. Yeah, Anyone we'll... steal that. I just <laughs> yeah, want really it done. We'll work on that, Dan. I've and, uh, prayed really about it. I'm not called to do it right now. Anyone yeah. listening who feels like they oh, are called to do it, beautiful. take yeah. it, run with it. Um, but that line, may his husband entrust his wife to like for... Um, yeah. And trust his heart to yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny, yeah, because we don't, we don't, we haven't used that specific time. It's one thing that we we teach men how to do uh, with our work is how do we do that. But it may be, you know, it's worth maybe we can even add that oh, in because that, yeah. that's exactly what we what we do. But tying it more directly to the, um, the to the liturgy like that is, yeah, it's a great great connection, Dan. Mm. Yeah, that's that's and that's fantastic. And then the other part of that session three is. 
um, forgiveness between husband and wife, the power. Now, Libby and I, again, had similar formation coming from that where we would verbalize, uh, you know, I'm sorry, please forgive me, mm-hmm. which was huge mm-hmm. and worked very well. Um, but we've learned that in marriage, we need something a little bit more deeper because we would say those words, yep. which was good, but there would still be a little bit of residue from the mm-hmm. from the hurt there that just didn't go away with the words. So one of the skills that we, we teach is how do we validate one, each, one another more um, in the hurt and really kind of step into and experience what the other experienced in that. Um, when we did hurt one another. Um, you, so you, it's a deeper reconciliation that we've, we've okay. discovered. So it's taking it one step further yep. instead of just being like, it's all right, I forgive you. And then going away and still being... Yes. Yeah, like oh, I yeah. just forgave you with my mouth, but yeah. I am really still very like, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You just sneezed and I want to punch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. What are so, you doing in our house? So tell me more about that. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things like when you... Like here at the Net Center, I'm sure you you have emergency procedures, right? So mm-hmm. if there's a, you know, a, a fire or a whatever intruder, yeah. you know what to do, and you practice mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You um, pull the fire alarm if there's a fire. Right. Yeah. Everybody knows what to do. Yeah. You know, um, and so it, it like when we're hurting is not the best time to decide how to handle that. You know, like yeah, yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. a tornado coming, that's not the first time you want to think about what am how oh, are we going to stay we safe. Uh-huh. Um, we think about that stuff ahead of time so that when the emergency mm. comes, we're ready. And mm. that's kind of what we do in relationship is that when we're hurt, we're not in our best. Yeah. And so let's, while things are good, let's put a structured process in place so that we know when we when we do get hurt, what are we going to do? What are the steps we're going to take that we've agreed upon ahead of time so that we don't um, hurt each other more because a lot of times we found that we, it wasn't the initial thing, whatever the initial thing was, was dumb. Like, well, it always is. Right. But it was, and where we would really hurt each other is you hurt me. Oh yeah. Well, I'll hurt you. You know, so just one little practical thing is we've got a way that we've pulled the switch, like the fire alarm. We've got, um, something that says we're going to stop and we're going to go into our procedures. And it, um, so we'll give couples that really opportunity yeah. to kind of develop their own procedures for uh, when hurts arise in their marriage. Okay, mm-hmm. so I still need clarification because yeah. the yeah. it sounds like it, it still can be kind of mechanical, you know, like mm. and so tell me how it's not like. To, well, and that's yeah. I that's an important insight because we looked one of the first things how we came across this living in love material is the first thing our office needed to do was update our marriage preparation program so we looked at a lot that was out there Mm. um we found that some of it was like really put really low expectations on the couple because we didn't want to bother them with too much um so it was kind of watered down and some stuff that was really good on content and theology but it was very you know like yes. this heady and heady so, and, and, and yeah. there were some things that were like had all of these tools but we would like read through the tools and go never in a hundred years would i do that honey like just, <laughs> way too cheesy I way can't too contrived even yeah. like do a weekly report so all of the skills that we'll be sharing mm-hmm. are ones that we use ourselves so awesome common sense very practical okay. we found it to be like like oh i wish i would have had this the first eight years of our marriage we would have right. avoided a nice. lot of headaches and a lot of bump ins and, and a lot of it has to do with particularly in forgiveness area is uh 
um, understanding the person's hurt more, just stepping into that. How do I understand that when it was a time that I felt hurt like that? It may have been a different situation, but I, I can think of a time when I felt that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's like stepping into yeah. stepping into her world. And and for us as Christians, that, that that's no small thing. That's part of how married couples live the incarnation. We step into the other's world and and we become more christ-like because that's what he did to us right he stepped into our world he became one with us in all things but sin and and drew us to himself and and uh and we're better off for it you know and and so if i step into if i hurt libby and i step into that hurt and say okay yeah wow i felt like that one time and here's what here's when it was is that the same feeling and then I understand her more like, oh, yeah, wow, I'm really sorry that I hurt you in that way because, like, I know what that feels like to mm. be to be hurt that way. And it's just a, it's a more tender, we found it to be more more tender, more, more personal. Um, although, I mean, verbal is a great place to start. Like, that was great, and it worked well for us, but we've just found this to be kind of a deeper experience of... Of reconciliation between so us, it, but it still is verbal, right? It is. Well, we we tend we, we write it out. Writing. We, do. we do some writing out because oh, it, wow. it, we tend that okay. it. Uh, uh, it's almost like when we exchange it in a letter, yeah. we do better it helps because you process it personally. Yeah, right? be, yeah. and and I'm not tempted to to change what I'm going to say sure. <laughs> because Libby's sitting right in front of me, and maybe I can kind of sense some body language or I get you, you know. So if I and then it forces me to be honest, like yeah, it really did hurt me, and here's how it felt, uh, and I'm not tempted to change that because Libby's right there, and then we come together and share those together. Do share them verbally? Yeah, and then we yeah we share them verbally. I mean, first I I'm as I mentioned I'm not cited, so I get, to read her letter is I we get do to it read verbal. both letters. Yeah, Libby gets to read both because <laughs> I, I can't awesome. read it, but. Uh, um, but it, it's kind of like in the sense, so our marriage is supposed to, uh, our sacrament is supposed to show Christ's love for the church, yeah. to the church. And so we can always look to our relationship with God to see how yeah. we're supposed to be. And like sacramental reconciliation, there's there's steps, like there's yeah. procedures that you go through. And so you know, every time you go in, mm. like, okay, when I screw up, I know I'm going to bless me five. We just walked my daughter through her first reconciliation. Bless me, Father, five yeah. sinned. It's been X <laughs> since my last confession. And then I tell my sins, I get my penance. Like it's So I know what to expect. Um, but at the end, I know when I go in because I know how it's going to go because we've all laid that out and we all know what to expect. Um, I know at the end, but before I go in, I don't always want to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. But I know at the end I'm going to feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And so and, you know, and it's, it's when taken When we go to confession that... and we approach confession as a relationship and I've hurt Jesus. My sins have hurt Jesus as opposed to I broke some of Jesus's rules. Mm-hmm. And I examine my my conscience in light of how have I hurt Jesus or hurt somebody else. Um, I'm going to have a much more intimate and deeper experience of rec- of the sacrament of reconciliation than mm-hmm. if I just approach it as broke rules. Mm-hmm. Um but that's that's good. I mean, if I just go in and admit that I've broken rules, that, I mean that's good, and and God will forgive my sins of that. But I don't experience it as deeply, and we found that same connection. Mm-hmm. Like when I approach, like yes, I kind of broke the the rules of our relationship by saying this, or sure. <laughs> and usually yeah. it's me who's done something stupid yeah. first, you know. So it's usually me who has to uh, do that. I've kind of done the initial hurt, uh, but 
uh, or what I haven't said or what I haven't done. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in marriage, it, a lot of times it's not so much what we do or say, it's what we don't do or don't say, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know, with one another. And so if I can examine my conscience more in light of how have I hurt Libby, how when have I experienced that same hurt and really step into that more? I'm going to experience deeper connection to Libby. She's going to experience deeper connection yeah. to me. And then when we walk out of it, when we're reconciled on the other end of our the process that we've set up, um, we're going to be closer. We're going to be better off for right. it. In the same way that, like, you know, I'm, I'm less likely to sin against Jesus in that yeah. way when I make a deep examination yeah. of conscience because I realize, wow, the, the pain that I've put him through and that I'm, I'm putting him on the cross with this. And the more I step into that and realize, allow myself to admit that, then... Uh, my relationship with Christ is going to be better. In the same way, it's true in the spousal because they, they mirror each other. The spousal mm-hmm. relationship and the our relationship with Christ are very, very parallel. And mm-hmm. if it's if you're more sincere in that reconciliation, yeah. she might only give you three hail marys as opposed to a full rosary. <laughs> that's, that's right. So that's, that's the other like, well. benefit yeah. as yeah. well. Like well, absolutely, that's a step we could add. Yeah, yeah. Penance, <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Mean... yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And then I mean, we've realized the importance too. I mean, just. As husband and wife, because we mirror mm-hmm. uh, Christ's relationship to the church and Christ's love for the church, we have an obligation, just not for our own happiness, to reconcile. We, we really experience like, wow, like the church needs us, one of its sacraments, to be reconciled. Because how are we going to put forth the image of Christ's love for the church if, exactly. we're, if we're not reconciled well? You know, like we That's need beautiful. to restore the joy, let the, let the floodgates of joy flow yeah. again. Mm-hmm. So we've got an obligation more to just one another and to our own children, but really to the whole church to, yeah. to image that well. And I, th- I think in general, like our, our culture sees marriage as mutual self-fulfillment, you know, so two people making each other happy, yeah. um, which is selling short the sacrament, but it's... Yeah. It, in a lot of ways, but in the way of like, I think that's why a lot of people don't come do marriage enrichment or they don't come, you know, learn more, go deeper with each other. And there is because it's if my marriage is just for me and my fulfillment, I can put up with a lot <laughs> yeah. because other things seem more important. Um, but I think for us, that's one of the things that has come through working mm. in marriage ministry is realizing, no, we're actually really important like we this this we owe this to the church to go deeper together and so that's part of the main part that we do in our job is to try to encourage the couples of northeast kansas to do something for their marriage we love living in love but we want them you take care of your car you you do upkeep of your house and then we let our marriages just go to the wind there's hidden power in the sacrament of matrimony it's so ordinary like you're taking sinners like libby and me but Somehow Jesus invites himself into our love and raises our love to a means, you know, f- for the good of the whole church. <laughs> like, but it's so ordinary, right? Like married couples, are so, it's so easy to overlook a married couple because we know one another's faults deeply. We know one another's sins all too well, you know? Yeah. And, um, but there's power in the ordinary married couple that I think is untapped. I, I, yeah. I think it's... I think it's the hidden treasure that the church is sitting on is is helping married couples unleash the power of the sacrament. It's a powder keg. The sacrament of matrimony is a powder keg that we're not tapping into <laughs> as a church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the world would look like if every Catholic marriage believed mm-hmm. that um, they had this mission to show 
Christ's love to the world, but truly believed it, like understood yeah. the dignity and lived out. What would the yeah. world look like? We'd be the church with all the joyful marriages. Yeah. Like RCIA would be overrun yeah. and overfilled because yeah. there's something about a joyfully married couple that's so attractive that just yeah. we love love. You, we just we, yeah. love, we love love, love. Yeah. and if we were the church with all the joyful marriages, we would have to build bigger churches. I mean, what, I mean John Paul, one of my favorite things that John Paul said, he said, you know, like early in when he used to hang out with all the married couples back in Poland, he said, I fell in love with human love. Mm. Beca- precisely because human love reveals the intimacy and love and depth of Christ's love for the church. And so there's something beautiful, but because it's so ordinary, it's so easy to overlook. And yeah, there's mm. no doubt we would be building new churches instead of yeah. closing parishes oh, gosh, if we yeah. prioritized uh marriages and and families and we families like and you think about like in governmental level too we we talk about you know all the spending we do on this that and the other like well families like it's it's part of the the crises that we have in in our nation is that the breakdown of the family well the Mm -hmm. breakdown of the family starts with the breakdown of married couples Mm -hmm. because that's like the that's the powerhouse of the cell Mm -hmm. that's the mitochondria of the cell of the family which is the the foundation blocks for the church and society and and all the above so yeah if we if we courageously prioritize our own marriages and realize that like wow as i invest in my wife as she invests in me we are changing the world. It starts right here and it, you know, right here, right now, because this is what I can control. <laughs> I can control the way that I treat Libby. Yeah. <laughs> and I can control the way that I receive her love. Um, I can't control a lot of things in the world beyond that. But if we all just controlled what we could control, think of the power. Think mm. of the power. Think of the joy mm. that would be unleashed in the church. It, it's, yeah. it's incredible to think about. Yeah, that's so cool. Did you actually finish saying the different parts of the retreat? No, there's and then, I derail you? No, there's 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 one <laughs> more session on Sunday away. morning. It's we call it living the dream because you know how do we move forward? So we prepare couples to move forward. We give them a practical skill that they can use to come together on and on decision making. Make a decision. We guarantee and never to have an argument again as a couple. What? Uh, yeah, guarantee. <laughs> oh, wow. Now the, the caveat is you have to use this. Yeah, you know you've got to use the tool, cool. but. Uh, because uh, the times were... we've discovered personally that they don't work if you don't <laughs> they use don't them. work if you don't use them <laughs> apparently yeah. so but no and that's kind of sunday morning school and on kind of a kind of a high note get couples ready send forth um to kind of go back and and uh and embrace life with a with a new mission both to one another a new mission to one another a new mission and insight for you know for the good of the whole church and mm-hmm. and uh like mm, go be it go be go be who you're meant to be Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, we're coming to a close to our yeah. podcast today. But I mean, I've I've loved every. I could speak a lot longer on this. Um, but I think we we have like a lot of listeners. Yeah. But not all of them, unfortunately, are going to come yeah. to the marriage sure. retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for them um, who are married and yeah. are listening now, yeah. and maybe don't have the luxury of being able to uh, go on retreat. Yeah. Uh, what are What are some words of advice you have for them in their marriage? Yeah. Do it. Uh, do, uh, prioritize your marriages, um, like invest. It's not selfish to prioritize your marriage, uh, love one another. Well, I would say, take time, find a retreat, give Libby and me a call. We can just cause you're not coming here. We can come to other people or we highly recommend looking up a living in love with, we've, we've got them all over the nation uh, in different areas of the country. So, uh, so if you, um, 
to send people. We, uh, in our archdiocese, kind of our clearinghouse of marriage enrichment is called the Joyful Marriage Project. So yeah. joyfulmarriageproject.com. A lot of that is local to Kansas City, but there's a few, um, there's like a an online email retreat that comes to your inbox. That's yeah. um, a gift gift from our archdiocese to you. Yeah, no, um, and it's great. It's based on Amor Laetitia, like chapter four of Amor. So love is patient, love is kind. Yeah. Pope Francis's whole meditation on that, Libby worked into a whole wow. online email treat that you get in your inbox 30 days in a row. It's mm-hmm. it's super. I would say the Living in Love, Living in Love Facebook page is yeah. super, just real practical little things uh, uh, I mean, you can look at livinginlove.org as well as where, you know, some of the, the stuff that we've mentioned mm-hmm. is kind of their main main website. But that's in the pro- – we're updating that as well. And but they do have they do have the sessions that we're going to give are available as well to be given online. elsewhere. Yeah. They're available online. online. You can, available you can online. live stream the videos. It won't be us. No, it won't be us. So it won't sad be us. for you. So a lot of the material will be the be same. The original though, authors. Or DVDs. Like DVDs. It's, uh, we've had a number of, of parishes um, – both in in the Kansas City area, but also throughout the country, who are offering it on DVD, Everyday in Love on DVD, and the, the couples come together at the at the parish. So it's it's a way to to bring or start maybe a marriage ministry or parishes, mm-hmm. and that's sometimes what it takes is just a couple going to their pastor and say, hey, we'd like to start something for married couples, mm-hmm. and and uh, and mm-hmm. if you need ideas, contact Libby and me. Yeah, we and have. We'd, we'd, we've got tons of ideas. We've had resources. a lot of success with with stuff in Kansas City, so we're happy to. Happy to share and happy to help people awesome. launch marriage ministries in, in their parishes and dioceses. So those videos are online for free? Those they're, are not free. Those are not, no. They're, they're, uh, um, they're cheaper four, than a dinner out, that's, that's for right. sure. Four, four different <laughs> videos, $10 a video, or the, the set yeah. of DVDs is like 40 bucks. I think. Yeah, it's not expensive. Yeah. But and then there's some workbooks that go along with it. So awesome. it's, that you for sure want to order. Yeah, okay. yeah the workbooks yeah, are important for okay. the videos as well. So in their experiential exercises, give okay. great conversations, practical things for couples to to talk about and and kind of immerse themselves in. And I are you comfortable giving your email address? Yeah, contacts? yeah, absolutely. So my email they're, they're very similar. So uh, I am b dupont b d u p o n t at archkck.org and Libby is l. Dupont at archkck.org for Archdiocese of mm-hmm. Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, B Dupont and L Dupont at archkck.org. And we'll post a um, link to the nuptial blessing as well in oh, yeah. the show cool. notes because it might be a good little prayer exercise. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea, Dan. Um, thank you very much, Brad and Libby. Thanks it's for having us. Having Thanks for having us. Welcome back. Uh, now we're at the point of the podcast when Dan and I recommend something to the viewers and listeners. Yeah. You and go we're going to recommend the same thing. We are going to recommend this. Let's say it at the same time. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Married, married Retreat. retreat. <laughs> we are recommending the Married Retreat, which is happening for NET alumni. Now, if you're not a, a NET alum. Nice. Then just marry a net. Then just marry someone from net in the next. You have two months. Yeah, you have like two months. No, you have like six weeks. Yeah, you have like six weeks, which can be done. I know some good places in Vegas (laughs) that uh, Matt can recommend for you, Um, (laughs) or not. 
But seriously, though, the Living in Love retreat is what it's based on. So you can look up online Living in Love. And if you are married currently, um, we recommend that you check that out. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're super excited just to bring that alumni together, one, and then... Two, I feel like it's a lot of the married couples that don't don't take time to go on a retreat. So it's a great opportunity too. So yeah. we're pumped. So thank you for watching or listening to this first video podcast, uh, to the podcast with Brad and Libby about marriage. Uh, we're so thankful to have people who want to consume this content. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening to this, if you listen to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, we would love that you would give us a five-star review. Please. Um, also, we'd love to hear your suggestions for future shows uh, or any critiques you might have also about Dan. Um, <laughs> you can send those to, yeah. to uh, podcast at netusa.org. Dan, you have anything else? we got loads of good stuff coming up soon, so stay tuned for some more podcasts. Stay tuned. Here's your three bucks. Thanks, dude. All right. We'll see you next time.